Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensah Wood. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Take your seats, please. My God. But join me in welcoming our online audience as well as our television audience. And we thank God for this month. Thank God for all the wonderful testimonies. And um, I'm, I'm still in awe of what God did in Uganda and Malawi. So many people got saved, so many miracles, signs and wonders by the grace of God. And we give him all the praise and we give him all the glory. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Wow. Glory be to the name of the Lord. <laughs> it's so awesome. God is good. Somebody say God is good. God is good. My Lord and my God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. Let's get into our Bible lesson this morning. And I pray in the name of Jesus that by the entrance of his word, your life will be transformed in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. Let's um, get into our Bible lesson. Now, with all this season, we've been st- I mean, we can go for, talk about healing for a very long time. Uh, but this morning, let's look at it from another angle, uh, the communion meal. Sometimes we take communion, but it's everything that we do in the Bible is good to do it with understanding. When you have the understanding and the revelation of God's word, then... Um, It makes all the difference. So, you see, and even to understand the Bible, you have to understand, uh, to understand the communion, you have to understand covenant. And to understand the Bible, you have to understand covenant. Now, um, here in the States, we have, it's sometimes it's very difficult for us to understand covenant because everything is is done from a contract mindset. Um, but a contract is, and a covenant are two different things. So to under, really understand what is going on in the communion, communion table or when you partake of the communion, you have to understand covenant. Now, um, when the disciples were in the room with Jesus Christ, we call it the Last Supper, um, they understood what was going on. And the fact that when Jesus gave them the bread and the, and the drink, they didn't argue with him. It meant that they understood. They had an understanding. And so many times, we that are in the West, when we talk about covenant, it's a little foggy in our minds. But I pray in the name of Jesus that God will help you and help us this morning to get the revelation of this that every time we partake of the communion, both as a church and as individuals, we'll have the revelation. Again, we can talk about covenant for a very long time, um, but I'll give you the high spots um, to get you on the right road and continue feeding along those lines. Amen. Amen. The pastor is not supposed to do all the work for you. You're supposed to study the Bible too. Amen. <laughs> I just give you, I'll give you the highlights, and then you, you'll continue. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, a covenant simply means to cut. And in some cases, it means to cut till blood flows. And we see uh, the blood covenant 
all the way from the book of Genesis all the way through. Um, right when Adam and Eve fell, you see God killed an animal and then they put the, the they used the, the skin of the animal as a covering. And then later on you see covenants with Noah, Abraham, and all through. Now, when you look at it, when you talk about covenant, there are nine components. I'll give them to you very quickly. Now, the first one is the covenant promises. And usually there are four main reasons why somebody will enter into a covenant. Usually they desire relationship, protection, trust, love. And when two people enter a covenant, it guarantees each of them that they can expect faithfulness, loyalty, and dependability from the other. And the covenant went sometimes for generations. And you see that, for instance, in the life of Jonathan and David, when they entered into a covenant. We'll read that account here shortly. It went all the way down. So for the first part is the covenant promise. Then the second part is the blood sacrifice. There is always blood involved uh, when a covenant is made. And then three, there is a bloody path. You see that when God cut covenant with Abraham, that God, they, he went through a, a, the path. And this symbolizes that both parties are giving up of themselves and becoming one. And both sides attested and witnessed this event. Then four, there is the blessing and the curses that's involved in covenant. And that, 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 that says that if you, if, you, if you followed your part of the covenant, this is what will happen if you broke the covenant. This will happen. Remember when Moses, uh, at some point, he put the blessing on one mountain and the curse on another mountain. And then five, there is the mingling of blood. We are talking about why the covenant. I mean, what, what, I mean you, you see that once we get to the communion meal, you, you realize the significance. The mingling of blood, they became, there was the exchange of life involved. And sometimes um, they will cut their skin and touch each other with the blood, or they will pour the, uh, the blood into a drink and drink, or different, different ways. But blood was always involved, the exchange of life. The Bible says in Leviticus chapter 17, verse 11, that the life of the flesh is in the blood. So this will help us understand. And then five, there is the exchange of names. The exchange of names. For instance, if God changed Abraham, Abraham to Abraham, Sarai to Sarah, there's the exchange of names. And when Jesus Christ came, now we have his name. His name. We have his life. Everything that he has, now we have it. And then seven, there is the exchange of gifts. The exchange of gifts. And we see that in, um, in Jonathan and David. Let's, let's, let's read that. Let's read that very quickly. Second, second Samuel. First Samuel chapter 18. Let's look at the elements that they gave. I'm just giving you a highlight of these things, and you can, we, we can continue to feed along those lines. So first, first Samuel chapter 18. Notice something here. The exchange of gifts. Verse 3. It says, Then Jonathan and David made a covenant, because he loved him as his own soul. 
And Jonathan took off the robe that was on him and gave it to David with his armor. Notice this. Even to his sword and his bow and his belt. So when he gave him his robe, it represented his identity and authority. When he gave him the sword, it represented strength and protection. And when he gave his sword to David, he was saying, I promise to use all my power to protect you. And we see that, that play out. And then finally, the girdle represented a person's possession and their wealth. What Jonathan was saying, that everything that I have is at your disposal. Key issue. When God made a covenant with Abraham, what he was saying was that everything, my wealth, everything that I own is yours. And in a covenant, you can draw on it. That even in the natural, when they made covenant, they are saying that, look, everything I have is yours. If you, if you ever need anything, you can call on me and I'll use whatever is at my disposal to deliver you, to protect you and all that. Then, final, then eight, there was the covenant meal. They all, when they cut covenant, they always did that. And bread, again, was the promise of shared wealth and possessions. And wine symbolized the life's blood to empower the promise. So they, what, the, what they were saying was, I give, if I have to give my life to empower this covenant, I will give it. I will give everything I have to stand by this promise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And then finally, nine, there was a memorial event. There was a memorial that they put up. Sometimes, like for instance, when God made covenant with, with Noah, he used the rainbow as a mark. Sometimes they planted trees. You see that uh, in, in some instances. Sometimes they erected a stone or pillar. But regardless, there was a memorial. So, to really, to understand the Bible, you have to understand some of these things. We have the old covenant and we have the new covenant that is ratified in the blood of Jesus. The Bible says that Abraham believed God in Genesis chapter 15 verse 6. That means that he made an unqualified commitment of himself to God. He gave himself wholly to God. Lord, my life now belongs to you. Everything I have belongs to you. That's why when God said, bring your son, Isaac, your only son, because of the covenant, he said, no problem. He was on his way. <laughs> Everything I have is yours. When Jesus Christ came to die for us, he gave his life for us. And so now we get to the place where we give our lives completely to the Lord. In fact, you don't start living till you do that. <laughs> Lord, my life belongs to you. I am totally yielded to you, O oh God. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So, after David, for instance, let's take the story of David. After David and Jonathan made a covenant, because the covenant went all the way to several generations, David, having that heart, let's read that account, and, and, and it will help as well. Let's go to 2 Samuel chapter 9. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 2 Samuel chapter 9, verse 1. He says that now David said, 
Is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Jonathan is gone. David is still around. And the same heart that God has, David has that heart. And he's saying, is there anyone? Is there anyone left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Now, there was a servant. His name was Ziba. And Mephibosheth was lame in his feet. He was living in a place called Lodiba, a desolate place. But because of the covenant, his position was changed. Maybe you are at a point in life where you feel ostracized, where you are alone, where you are dejected, where you are down, where you don't know what you are going to do next. You are saying, is there any help for me? Because of the covenant that Jesus Christ has with the Lord, with, with the Father, God looks throughout and says, is there anyone that I may show kindness to? And I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, when God looks throughout the whole earth, may he locate you in this season in the name of Jesus. I said, may he locate you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. I said, may he locate you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. God desperately wants to give you his very best. God desperately wants to pour his blessing and shower his blessing on your life. I pray in the name of Jesus, may you be located. Amen. Oh, I sense his presence. When you talk about these things, the presence of the Holy Spirit goes into manifestation. Lodiba, dry place. He went and picked him up from there. I see God relocating somebody into, into his perfect world. I see someone entering into God's best in the mighty name of Jesus. You are paralyzed. There is some area of your life that is not whole. God, because of the covenant, is speaking to you today, saying, I love you. I want to show you my loving kindness. I want to show myself strong on your behalf. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Jesus did pay the price, we inherit the blessing. <laughs> you see, even though the thing belonged to Mephibosheth, when they came to call him, imagine he had stayed in that place. You see, Jesus Christ has done everything for us, but he requires an act of faith to receive. He had to get up. He had to allow himself to be carried from that place. We've been talking about that all this, all this time. He had to allow his and yield himself. And be willing to go. But when he went, notice verse 7. He says, so David said to him, do not fear for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan your father's sake. And will restore to you all the land of Saul, your grandfather. And you shall eat bread at my table continually. For Jonathan, your father's sake. 
I remember when I, when, when I was at the point of death, when Saul was pursuing my life, how he delivered, how he, because of the covenant, he helped save my life. Sometimes we forget. That's a very bad thing. It's easy to forget. Covenant-minded people don't do that. When people do something for them, they are very conscious of what's being done for them. I remember Jonathan, what he did. For your father's sake, and will restore to you all the land of Saul, your grandfather. I pray in the name of Jesus, whatever you may have lost. I speak and I pray restoration in the name of Jesus. I pray in the name of Jesus, restoration of your health. I pray restoration of your finances. I pray restoration of broken relationships. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, may God restore. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You shall eat bread at my table continually. His life was not the same afterwards, after that day. He comes to the table, and there's, a t there's bread prepared. There's a meal prepared. Servants are waiting on him. Oh, it makes me think of Psalm 23. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. He prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. That's the table that is set. Just look on that table. What's on that table? There's deliverance there. Because sometimes you keep your eyes on all the enemies. Fear, discouragement, despair, whatever the enemy is, sickness, disease. You focus on the enemies. Look on the table. Look on the table. Look on the table. There's bread on the table. There's provision on the table. And healing is the children's bread. Oh, God will change your story in the name of Jesus. I said God will change your story in the name of Jesus. But because of the covenant, this man's life was not the same. He says that, Verse 11, the latter part says, As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table like one of the king's sons. He's not his, his direct descendant. But because of the covenant. God would do some things for us because of the covenant. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, my God. It's all because of Jesus. But we have to receive. We have to learn. We have to yield our lives to him. We have to, like Abraham, completely yield our lives to the Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So, when Jesus, in Matthew chapter 26, thank you, Lord Jesus. In Matthew 26, verse 26, he's about to leave. And he, he, he says to his disciples, thank you, Lord. Verse 26, as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed, and broke it, 
and gave to his to the disciples and said, Take heed, this is my body. What is in the communion? One time, my, uh, my wife, she talks about her younger sister, who, who she was, her hemoglobin level, level was very low, almost at the point of death. And she gave her the communion. And 30 years later, she's still alive by the grace of God. Amen. What is in the communion? I forget a revelation of this. What is in the bread? Let's look at the bread. Jesus said, this is my flesh. This is my blood. So the table is the flesh and the blood of Jesus. The bread is the flesh of Jesus. And it's a type of the rod of Moses. Remember when Moses took, threw down his rod in Egypt, the magicians also did the same. But the rod of Moses swallowed the rod of the Egyptians. <laughs> My God, my God, my God, my God, my God. So when you partake, you see that in Exodus chapter 7, verse 10 to 12. When you partake of the bread, picture yourself as taking or swallowing the rod of God. And it goes into your system and swallows everything that is not of God. <laughs> you are partaking of the body of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, every work of the wicked against your life, against your health, will be swallowed up in victory today in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. He says in Isaiah 11, thank you, Lord Jesus. Isaiah 11, verse 1, he, he describes Jesus as a rod. He says, There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Sometimes people have strange movements in their body, unexplainable movements in their body. In the crusades, we saw somebody with ulcers, healed. Some people testify pain in their stomachs. Any strange movement in your body, as you partake of the communion today, it is swallowed up in Jesus' name. What is in the bread? Second Kings. My God. Second Kings chapter 4, verse 41. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Notice what the Bible says. Mark these verses. Don't let them get away from you. It says, So they said, Then bring some flour and put it into the pot. They, 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 they needed food to eat. And said, serve it to the people that they may eat. And there was nothing harmful in the pot. They prepared a meal. And after they prepared the meal, the people ate the meal and they said, hmm, there is poison here. Then he said, you put this meal into the pot. 
bring some flour and put it into the pot. And when they did, the poison left the meal. That's what's in the bread. As you partake of the communion, in the name of Jesus, I don't care what the condition is, even if it's an addiction, may the power of God swallow up anything harmful in your body in Jesus' name. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's a poison neutralizer. Glory be to the name of the Lord. What's in the bread? Luke chapter 24, verse 31. Luke 24, verse 31. Thank you, Lord Jesus. My God. Luke 24, verse 31. As he was traveling with the people, as they were on the road, and he broke the, the bread, the Bible says that but while they still did not believe for joy and marvel, he said to them, have you any food here? So they gave him a piece of a broiled fish and some honeycomb, and he took it and ate it in their presence. Then he said to, to them, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. Verse 45, and he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. He opened their eyes, the eyes of their understanding. Sometimes you need to make a decision. Sometimes things are not clear. But in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, this morning as you sit under the influence of the word of God, this morning as we partake of the communion, May God open the eyes of your understanding in Jesus' name. That's what's in there. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Maybe you're having challenges, challenges intellectually with your academic way. I pray you have a problem with coordinated thoughts. You are not able to think. Uh, and I mean, your mind is all foggy. I pray in the name of Jesus. May it clear up and may your thinking be productive in the name of Jesus. It is over today in Jesus' name. What is in the blood? I said earlier, Leviticus 17, 11, The life of the flesh is in the blood. There is no sickness in the blood of Jesus. When they partook of that, community, that, that meal, there was the transference of life. There is no sickness in the blood of Jesus. So whatever cannot be found in Jesus will not be found in you in Jesus' name. Jesus is our Passover lamp without spot, without, without stain. We talk about the white blood corpuscles. Those are white blood cells in science, and they call it the soldiers of the body. They defend and help fight all foreign bodies that try to invade our lives. When we partake of the communion, when we partake of the communion, it goes into our system, and in the name of Jesus, whatever is attacking your health is swallowed up in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Three, what else is in the blood? Is the answer to our spiritual problems. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 13. Hebrews 9, verse 13. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. He says, For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer 
sprinkling the unclean, sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, how much more? Oh, every time I see that phrase in the Bible, it, it does something to me. How much more? You almost want to shout and scream and run. <laughs> so the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit, offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works. Notice this, to serve the living God. And for this reason, he is the mediator of a new covenant by means of death for the redemption of the transgression under the first covenant that those who are called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. Cleanse your conscience to serve the living God. That's what this whole thing is about. To serve the living God. Maybe you are, you, you, some person is hunting your life. I pray in the name of Jesus, may the blood of Jesus cleanse your conscience as you repent and give it up. In Jesus' mighty name, and may you give your life wholly to the Lord and say, Lord, even as you give your life for me and everything that is yours is now mine, Lord Jesus, now everything that I have is now yours. My life is yours. Everything I own is yours. I give myself wholly to you. Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, to serve the living God. And verse 15 is very interesting. I don't know if you noticed it. The blood of Jesus covered the sins. All those people in the Old Testament that trusted in the blood covenant, it covered their sins. This is sacred stuff. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Whatever you need in your life, Spirit, soul, and body, get ready. God will take care of it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Expect it to have full effect in your life. So when he, when he broke the bread and gave them of the blood, these people understood exactly what he was saying. It was saying that I'm giving my life to you. I may not be physically present here, but from now on, I will take care of you. It reminds me of Jesus. He said, behold, I will be with you until the end of this age. <laughs> it's with you when you are home. It's with you when you are in your car. It's with you when you are at work. Be conscious of his presence. Be conscious of his presence and say, Lord, I totally yield my life to you as well. There was a certain professor, uh, when he was young, he, he, used to, he used to serve the Lord. And as he got older, he, he drifted away. And he visited some places where they, they used to play cards and gamble and then one day he came to himself and said <laughs> I was in church even when I was in my mother's womb <laughs> I'm going to go back to the Lord and as he did he surrounded his life totally to the Lord and when he did thank you Lord Jesus Later on, he decided to give, give up everything that he had and go to China as a, as a missionary. 
And when he went, he had on his heart, I mean, he, 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 he gave his life to, to, to these people. Sometimes to the young, the young people kept coming to the Lord. They'll come to his house, they'll come to him, um, he'll feed them, he'll be a blessing to them. And, 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 and they asked him, you see, this Christian life is not about ourselves. They asked him that, why are you doing all this for us? Notice what he said. He says, I'm a Christian. When I was living a life, was living without a life purpose, Jesus came and poured out his great love on me. His love for me, even to the point of sacrificing himself on the cross, made me happy. So I came here to express that love to you. If you are burdened, you too can receive love from me and give it to others. How wonderful. So he led so many people to the Lord. And as he saw the transformation in the life of the people, he decided to build a school for the people. He says, I planted a flag of faith in an empty cornfield in China that no one cared about and cried out to God to build a school there. He had nothing, but he cried out to God in prayer again and again, and he built a middle school in 2003, a high school in 2005, and a school for all grades from kindergarten to college. And in order to construct the building, he had to get 33 approvals. But God took care of all of it. This is how the covenant works. <laughs> you give yourself what you cannot do, the covenant partner takes over. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But even though China is close to the gospel, even in, the, in this time, the school is still testifying. I don't say, I may not, I don't have the opportunity to go to China. Well, let's start, start right, right where you are. Your neighborhood is your mission field. Your workplace is your mission field. And say, Lord, I give my life to you. Like this man. He says, when my life was a mess, I had no meaning. Maybe you're like that. So I have no purpose for living. What's the point? Jesus came to me. And because he did that for me, now I give my life to others. Sometimes people don't understand us. <laughs> but if you are like me, if you are like the Apostle Paul, I like him because I'm named after him. It's one of the people I'll look for when I go to heaven. <laughs> and I pray this will be your, 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 your attitude as well in life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Your friends don't understand you, but we know what Jesus has done for us. Galatians 2.20, let me wrap up with that. He says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. But Christ lives in me, and the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. <laughs> Why do you do all, all that you do, all these nations? <laughs> Give. This is the, this is the, this is the, I, I can identify with him. He knew where he came from. 
This was somebody that was killing Christians. And he thought he was doing the right thing. He said, I did it all good conscience. And one day, Jesus came to him, like this professor that I talked about. Maybe Jesus came to you. Some way, somehow, he comes to all of us. So he's saying that now, the life that I'm not living, I'm not living for myself. That's covenant. My life is giving to the Lord. I keep, we keep coming back to because we have to, we, we have to live. When you live with that mindset, life becomes different. You look at life differently. Even if you live to be 120 years, that's a very short time compared to eternity. What am I living my life for? Jesus gave my, his life all that he has for me, to me. Now what am I giving to Jesus? You only have one life. The life that I now live. The life that I now live. The life that I now live. I live for Jesus. I live for Jesus. I live for Jesus. I live for Jesus. And as you are, as you are along the path, you need a miracle, the big brother steps in. What you cannot do for yourself, he steps in and takes over. In the name of Jesus, no matter the battle that you are confronted with, no matter what you are dealing with, or faced with, as you yield your life to the Lord, I see God taking over. I see God taking over. I see God taking over. And this morning as we partake of the communion, come to it with this consciousness. Lord Jesus, I receive your life by your broken body. I receive wholeness in any area of my life that is not whole. As I partake of your blood, Lord, in the name of Jesus, my life is given to you. I receive wholeness in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I love Jesus. I live for him. I don't know. I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to tell my generation and everybody I can that do the same. That's when you really start living. Even when you go through difficulties. Even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He's with you. His rod and his staff will comfort you. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. My God, my God. I in the name of Jesus, receive wholeness today from the crown of your head to the sole of your foot. Lord, I receive a sound mind. I receive a healthy body. And in the name of Jesus, let's pledge our allegiance to the Lord, to the King of Kings. And say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, the same way that you gave your life for me, now I give my life to you, Lord. My whole life belongs to you. In the name of Jesus, spirit, soul, and body, I'm yours. Everything I own is yours, Lord, in the name of Jesus. My God, my God, my God, my God, I am useful in the kingdom of God. I am fruitful, a fruit-bearing branch of the, of, of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. My life, oh God, is in your hands. Lift up your voice and give him the praise. 
Lift up your voice and talk to the Lord this morning. This morning, you are not leaving this service the same. And in the name of Jesus, in any area where you desire a divine intervention, where you desire God to intervene, what you cannot do for yourself, your covenant brother takes over. In the name of Jesus, a miracle in your body, a miracle in your family, a miracle in your relationship. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I see God taking over. 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 In the name of Jesus, as you yield your life completely to the Lord, lift up your voice in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Oh Lord, you need and you you are looking for a body in the earth. My body is yielded to you for your service, oh God. If you are looking for hands to use, my hands are available. If you are looking for legs for feet to use in the earth, my feet are available. In the name of Jesus, blessed are the feet of those that bring the gospel of peace. In the name of Jesus, Lord, my feet is available for your use. Lord, my finances belongs to you. I did not come into the earth with anything. Everything I have came from you. Lord, it is all yours in the name of the Lord Jesus. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God. In the name of Jesus, my whole life is yielded to you, O God. Unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. Oh, but when it dies, it brings much more fruit. In the name of Jesus, from today, oh God, I am a fruit-bearing branch of the Lord Jesus. The life that I now live, I don't live for myself. I live for the Son of God who died, who gave us all for me. Lord, now my life is in your hands. My life is in your hands. My life is in your hands. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Give him the praise and the glory for wholeness. Give him the praise and the glory for your life. You will not live your life and be full of regrets. Ah, but you live your life in such a way that when you look back, you will say, I live my life for God. Give him the praise and the glory. 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 In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. And now, I decree and I declare as a servant of the Most High God. My God, my God, my God, my God. The God that I serve. The God that has never failed me before. Any area of your life where you desire a miracle. Any area of your life where you desire a d d divine intervention. Any area of your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Even as David shut up Mephibosheth. May God locate you in the name of Jesus. May God locate you in the name of Jesus. 
May God look at you in the name of Jesus. May God look at you in the name of Jesus. May God intervene on your behalf in the name of Jesus. Whatever is dead that is supposed to be alive. Oh my God, even as Jesus called Lazarus back from the dead. May it come back to life in the name of Jesus. May it come back to life in the name of Jesus. May that relationship come back to life in the name of Jesus. May your health be restored in the name of Jesus. May your health be restored in the name of Jesus. May your mind be restored in the name of Jesus. May God help you with your academic work in the name of Jesus. May your business be restored in the name of Jesus. I see an outbreak of miracle. I see an outbreak of testimony. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. My God. My God. My God. My God. My God. Our lives will come for you, O God. If you are looking for a company of people in the earth, oh God. And I yield that to you, so not to you. Count us in, Lord. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, I give you the praise. Lord, I give you the glory. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for your glorious visitation. Thank you for your mighty presence. Thank you, Lord. Give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, somebody say amen. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk, so sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535.